Welcome to Imagine That. Your host is Dr. Miriam Franco. Today, we'll discover the power of imagination to relax and discuss many of the ways it can help solve problems, improve your health, and more. Imagination is a healthy, powerful tool that, when applied to a concern, becomes a powerful ally that we can all benefit from. Now, here is Dr. Miriam Franco. Welcome to Imagine That. I'm Dr. Miriam Franco, your host. As a psychologist and guided imagery specialist, I have witnessed the power of our imagination to help us reduce pain, let go of stress, prepare for challenging life events, and improve health and coping. As Albert Einstein said, first we imagine it, then we create it. Each week on Imagine That, I interview healthcare professionals, wellness experts, teachers, artists, community leaders who apply innovative ways to use the power of imagination to relax, cope, perform, and learn. Today, we explore the power of your child's imagination with our guest, Dr. Charlotte Resnick, who has developed playful methods that make use of imagination to reduce anxiety and stress associated with childhood. Her book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, has been an LA Times bestseller. Charlotte Resnick is a foremost authority on how to engage with and develop mindfulness, meditation, and imagination in children and teens. She she is the author of the LA Times bestselling book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, How to Transform Stress and Anxiety into Joy and Success. She's a child educational psychologist, a former UCLA Associate Clinical Professor of Psychology, and honored with Imagery International's Person of the Year for the global impact of her work with children. Known as a pioneer in therapeutic interventions with children, she is the creator of Imagery for Kids, Breakthrough for Learning, Creativity, and Empowerment, a mindful, positive coping skills program. In addition to her private practice in Los Angeles, California, She creates therapeutic meditation CDs for children, teens, and parents, blogs for Psychology Today and Huffington Post, is a frequent media consultant, and teaches workshops internationally on the healing power of children's imagination. Welcome, Dr. Resnick, to Imagine That, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. What a wonderful venue you've created. Oh, thank you. Some of our listeners, Dr. Resnick, may be familiar with guided imagery or even meditation, and they already trust how effective these mind-body techniques can be to improve coping, health, or quality of life. For those who are not so familiar with imagery, how do you explain this to them or say to parents or kids? what it is the whole point for me is helping the kids develop the internal skills to connect with their wisdom and know what what's right for them so I might not necessarily use the word imagery I might use imagination because that's a word everyone's familiar with yes I might call the work we do imagination tools like um 
you know, you quoted Einstein earlier, and Einstein, you know, everything is imagination. Everything comes from that space. And, I, you know, it's free. It's inside everyone. It's a bit readily available. And why not tap our great imagination to help us? It's, if you can imagine something, then it's more likely to to happen because then we could take the steps going there. For example, there's a little girl I'm thinking about, not so little, I think she was 11 or so, and she was having a very hard time falling asleep. She All of a sudden, she was afraid there'd be bad people coming or robbers or terrible things would happen, even though she had, um, you know, they had an alarm system, they had a dog that would bark. And so we used her imagination realm to help her help herself how empowering it was great in fact i almost want to take you to the to the afterwards what what happened with her was that she imagined you know there are several i have all these tools but one of them is getting a protective animal friend and Mm -hmm. she imagined this giant white dragon wrapped around her bed that she called Valcor, protecting her bed so she could close her eyes and be able to fall asleep. And she had a tiger at the door just in case, you know, like backup. (laughs) And and then in a few weeks when I had to deal with maybe, you know, uh, worries coming up, she was worrying about her brother and her parents. So what she devised is just going inside and asking Valcor for help. She sent Valcor's like cousins to help her, her family. And then it gave her more peace of mind. I love the way in which she can um, get engaged in other people's imagery and it pass hers along. Yes. And, and what was so wonderful, because it really helped her um, sleep. And yes, she was listening. She was able to listen to some of my guided you know, meditations, guided imagery and CD form. But she really came up with the stuff, these animal friends that would help her. And when she was talking about it on the playground at school, she was feeling really good about it, you know, after a couple of months or, or so, and she was doing so well. And her friend said, that's your imagination, you know, <laughs> you know that, that doesn't make any sense to me. And she said, my fears come from my imagination, so I had to go into that realm to fix them. It's knowing how to use the right magic or medicine for the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. So in your Imagery for Kids, your um, positive coping skills program, you teach children how to use the power of their imagination to understand and manage their feelings, creatively solve problems, and perhaps strengthen self-esteem. Walk us through the steps of how you start to engage parents or children in this process. Usually parents will come in because I'll have a meeting with them first and they'll tell me their concerns. Mm-hmm. So um, it might be, so we, we mentioned a little sleep issue, um, but say it's a, a little boy who has a lot of anger and he's acting out. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I meet him, first I hear this, his story from his parents. And then when I meet him, I, might, I hear a different story or a different aspect of it. And it might be because his sister's bothering him. It might be because no one's understanding or he feels under pressure. So I get his story about what's happening now. And then I'll often ask, how would you like things to be? Mm -hmm. 
see if he can imagine, already started engaging his imagination and his own imagery on what, how he'd like things to be. So if he can, he, he, I'm thinking about a little boy in particular, he'd like to feel happier and he doesn't want to get yelled at and he doesn't want his little sister bothering him. And so I would then ask him, what's it going to be like when you have managed your anger, when things are going well? Mm-hmm. And so he'll give me a little more information. Oh, I'll have more friends. You know, I'll be able to sleep better. And then I'll ask him, because I already got a few yeses, right? Mm-hmm. I'll ask him, would he be willing to learn some new tools to help him reach his goal? Mm-hmm. So it's not his parents telling him what to do or saying he has to do this. It's not me. It's himself. Yes. What's wonderful about that is it's not the environment that's soothing him or reducing the stress. He's learning how to evoke it within himself, which allows him to develop his own capacities and how to learn to hold and bear with his own experience. And I find that really helps kids and adults develop some confidence in their process. Exactly. And, and then, so when he says yes, and I'm pretty much most of all of the kids are saying yes to me. If they're not saying yes, then I know we have a little more work to do initially. So then we have, we have nine tools that they mm-hmm. can learn and mix and match for this situation. So I have foundation tools. For me, the foundation is the breath. It's okay. what one boy told me, a young boy said, it's the way in. Mm-hmm. The breath is really a meditation kind of breath, but I call it many things. I've labeled it for maybe for younger kids, maybe not for teenagers, the balloon breath. Because you imagine if you put your hand on your belly, under your belly button, about two inches below, that's your dantin, that's the center of your body. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a, a meditation point. And um, when you breathe, if there's, you imagine the balloon there, then when you breathe in, the balloon goes out, it expands. And when you breathe out, it gets flatter. And that helps pull the energy into the center of your body. Yes, this is what adults would refer to as diaphragmatic breathing, which all mind-body techniques uses the the pathway in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, and I'll also, um, for this particular boy, draw a primitive map of the brain Mm -hmm. to show that when we get upset and mad, our amygdala lights up and our, it shuts down, uh, that's the fear of flight response. Um, So these guys are fighting and uh, it shuts down the frontal lobe where we have logical thinking. So when we're upset, we can't think logically. And if I get the buy-in for this angry kid, who do you want to be in control, you or your anger? Most kids will say they want to be in control. So we need, and I'll draw little neural pathways, little squiggly lines. You know, we need to lay down a new framework, a kind of a calming framework. We need to calm down an amygdala, and then you could be in charge and think. So they kind of like that idea because they get another visual. I'm always bringing in visual as well as auditory cues. Yes, it, it's um, being a specialist in imagery with adults, I find the more multiple uses of sensors, the more you can anchor a response and deepen it as a 
fully felt state in the body. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah. I, you know, I find your clinical stories are really helpful because it brings the way imagery works to life for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this little boy, so the breath is the way in, and the first, the second foundation tool is to have a place inside that you can be safe and do your inner work. And I think about thinking about a special safe place. I call it discovering your special place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it could be anywhere, you know, some kids have it outdoors, some indoors. One little kid had uh, a, a remote with different colors, and when she pressed like green, she went to nature, when, when she pressed blue, she went to a, a water place, you know, like the ocean, and when she pressed black, she went to night places. So she invented even more places, even more special places. And one, one older girl had a place with many rooms, you know, a kitchen, a playroom, but she had a working room with a table and two chairs where she met with her inner guides. So hold that thought, Dr. Resnick. Let's hold that special place for one moment because we're about to take our first commercial break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imageryworkcom To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. That's Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back to Imagine That. Our guest today is Dr. Charlotte Resnick. In our first segment, 
We started to talk about nine tools that um, children or parents can use to start to engage in using the power of the child's imagination. And you mentioned, Dr. Resnick, you know, starting with balloon breathing with younger children, getting kids or teens centered with their breath, um, and then started to use uh, some examples of how you can guide children or teens to a safe, special place. Um, and I'm curious because... I work with adults in imagery work and the special safe place where adults like to anchor themselves, their blueprint for relaxation is typically the beach. What do you find are special places that kids tend to create? It's a variety of places. I'll often leave them um, kind of do a little white light induction or rainbow induction, relaxing their whole body, and then walk down the path, and then there's a door with their name on it. And when they open the door, they step through and just let me know what's there. So sometimes it's outside. It could be a beach, but sometimes it's uh, grass and a meadow. Sometimes it's inside in their own bedroom or in a house that has an inside and an outside, or some kids like to go to Disneyland. I think, oh, it's so noisy at Disneyland. But if that's a place they're happy, because that's the point, go to a place where you feel safe and loved and cared about, it's whatever. And sometimes it changes, and sometimes it stays the same. It depends on each child. So I try to have an open venue and accept wherever they are. So... That makes great sense, and it's a wonderful way to anchor people, and it's always a place they can go back to to recenter themselves. What about the child or teen that, for whatever reasons, doesn't yet have a safe place? So I'm thinking about a child who was sexually abused, and in her, what she started to imagine was she had to put up signs, no bad men could come in here. It's so really she, creative. Yeah. Very creative and very helpful, and she had lots of signs. Now, I, I might give them ideas, like if they, I, you know, when you say that, it's very interesting because um, I don't address it first as a safe place. It's more labeled as a special place. Mm-hmm. So that if they have an issue with safety, we don't have to, um, it doesn't stop them from creating someplace they're happy. Yes. You know, they mm-hmm. might think of it as their happy place. They might think of it as, you know, a place to just take a little vacation for a little while. And then as part of, as part of what we're creating, I would say that, you could have anyone in there, like any animals or people, but once they step through the door, they love and accept you just the way you are. So that protects them from maybe uh, a sibling or a parent that they had an argument with or they're angry at or they feel is angry at them. Once they step through that special door to their special place, they are accepted and loved. Which, again, is is a way to keep yourself staying in an experience, keeping loving energy and imagery around you. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, please. 
Okay. Wonderful questions. I love your thoughts and your comments. They're fantastic. Well, I get, you know, it, it comes with working with adult imagery. So um, I have a question for you, though. Um, in your book, you have your book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, which is available on Amazon.com. Um, you explore and, and illustrate a number of anecdotes um, where it can be very powerful to encourage children to develop these imaginal helpers. You already referred to wizards or an animal protector. Um, you know, that can function as a way to ward against fears or maybe serve as sleep aids, as you offered in one example. Have you worked much with kids coping with illness or serious health conditions? And You know, I have. And, mm-hmm. and I want to say a prelude. The whole idea is for the child to connect with their own inner wisdom. So where mm-hmm. is that coming from? It's coming from, uh, for younger children, animal friends. It could be for teenagers, animal friends. There's a whole, in shamanism, there's a whole idea of animals being protectors. And it could come from, and the animal friend is like a protector and cares about you and gives you gifts, just like a wizard might. We have wizards, which is another inner tool. And the wizard doesn't have, because with Harry Potter, a lot of kids are into wizards, but mm-hmm. some aren't. Some feel they're beyond it or not interested. So we, you, we do use like a wise person. It could be the older, wiser you, who has already gone through the problem, whether it's anger, sleep, whatever. And so they give you gifts and gifts to help you. And gifts are things that they even give you like an imaginary gift to help. Like one little shy girl got a speak up necklace, or it could be something they say to you like encouragement or something they show you. Mm -hmm. So I just want to do that as a prelude as we're, we're talking about this. And um, I'm thinking of in terms of illness, I've seen the gamut from simple illnesses like eczema, like diabetes, but also um, cancer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking of one little boy who had many, many animal friends. And we did, I'll often do a feelings portrait where when they're younger, I'll trace their whole body. When they're older, we'll just do an outline. When we trace this whole body. He was uh, originally diagnosed when he was about four. I think I met him when he was six. And he had animal friends that helped the doctors and help the medicine work because yes. he had to have a lot of medicine. And he, um, he felt like he was participating in his own treatment and had some power in what was going to happen. I can really resonate with that because I'm a multiple sclerosis specialist and I help adults cope with challenging or painful medical procedures with MS and I use guided imagery Mm -hmm. and I find that often folks are naturally just as you mentioned with this illustration of this child passive you know they're on an infusion or you know they're on dialysis sometimes or they're waiting for an injection and often these procedures are painful or they hurt or they don't feel good or they don't taste good and you know, there's a natural tendency to want to push them away. It also reminds them of their illness. Right. If you can, I know with MS, I have helped them learn how to get deeply relaxed first and yes. get in touch with their own process of their imagination and self-healing. 
And then I invite their medicine or their injection or whatever the procedure is as an ally working along with their own process. Exactly. And that really makes a difference because they do feel part of the process and they feel they're helping. And, and I'm sure they are. One time I had a group with a um, um, group of boys, you know, preteen, teenage boys. And like, they're complaining. Someone had a headache, someone had a stomach ache, and someone had a canker sore that was hurting. So that was many years ago. And I just created a guided imagery to help all of them, which was creating a magical garden. Mm-hmm. And the garden is, it's a metaphor for the body growing healthy and a healing pond where they could sit in it, swim in it, be in it and allow healing to happen for whatever they needed. And there was also a waterfall so they could drink the healing waters for an internal issue. And these are things that most, I mean, not too many kids get cancer, you know, relatively percentage wise, but kids, Every kid gets a headache or a stomachache sometimes. Yes. So after the guided imagery, it was very interesting. The headache was gone, the stomachache was gone, and the canker sore didn't really hurt so much. And then at that time, the kids were recording um, the guided imagery to practice at home. And so the boy with the canker sore listened every night, and he said it took about half the amount of time that it usually does for the canker sore to go away. So he was very happy with it. And that uh, turned into a CD several years later. And that CD was used, even though it wasn't designed for it, it was used for teenagers who had spinal surgery in a pilot study from a couple of children's hospitals. Uh-huh. And the kids that listened had less pain and were more relaxed than the kids that didn't listen. Yes, I, and you know, I'm, I am very familiar with that, but for our listeners who may not be, your work here um, is not only extremely helpful to these children, but it also um, is in um, consensus with the research that's been done on preparing adults for surgery using guided imagery and in wound healing and many areas of increasing rate of healing, as well as people developing a more personal relationship with their medicine and their healing process. Yes. So it's, it's very interesting to me. Of course, I'm actually drawn to your work. Uh, but at the same time, what you're finding in your clinical experiencing is matching what the research that we have with adults as well. Yes. And when I talk, wherever I'm talking in the States, out of the States, I always, uh, well, not always, but much of the time, start with the research that's out there because that connects with people's like cognitive brain and they go, oh, this sounds great. There's some research. But, and there has been research over the years. And whether it's funny, um, I'm not sure, Dr. Franco, if you found this, but in all the time that I'm working in the areas, the terms have changed. For example, um, there's a wonderful book uh, by Daniel Cohn and Karen Olness about using hypnosis with children. And right. if you look at their protocols, they're really guided meditations or guided imageries. And then guided imagery was more in favor. And then, then we're able to call it guided meditation. And you know, so the the terms sort of change, but they're all like uh, related. They're all cousins to each other. They are. And I think the power of the imagination helps 
people as well in a relaxed state to start using their sensory processing and really increase right brain processing. And I find, as as I'm sure you have in your book, anecdotal clinical um, illustrations also do demonstrate that when people can harness this capacity and turn on their sensory imagery and their imaginations in a relaxed state, they tend to have more immediate, powerful shifts in perception and behavior. It's not this left brain, will I get there? How long will it last? Who's going to take it away from me? Am I worthy of it? It's more of having an experience that's felt in the body, and it can be retrieved and interacted with, and you can leave it and come back to it. It's just extremely effective and powerful. And it reminds me how often we don't use our imagination in coping. Yes, and, and when we come back, I'll tell you a story about a little girl with a rotten brain and how that helped her shift her perception. Well, I'm looking forward to that and hearing about that in our next, next segment. And for those of you who would like to access more about imagery for kids and Dr. Resnick's book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, visit her website, www.imageryforkids.com. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imageryworkcom To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. That's Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back to Imagine That. 
I'm your host, Dr. Franco, and my guest today is Dr. Charlotte Resnick, child psychologist and author of the best-selling The Power of Your Child's Imagination, a guide to parents on how to teach their children guided imagery to improve coping and reduce stress and worry. In our first two segments today, we reviewed how imagery can be used to improve sleep, reduce worries, improve self-esteem, or even cope with childhood illnesses. I'd like to focus now, Dr. Resnick, on um, some special stress situations particular to children, such as parental divorce and bullying. Because as we know, divorce is a common occurrence now. Perhaps 50% of marriages end in divorce. Are there tools that are useful for a child caught in the middle of a nasty divorce or custody battle between the parents? Yes, absolutely. Now, I don't want to leave our listeners hanging because I mentioned that rotting brain thing earlier. So I just want to quickly cover that. Oh, let's go back. To, I'm, thank yes. you for cueing me. Let's go back to that and then we'll shift to divorce and um, what parents can how parents can help their children cope. Yes, because as you were talking uh, in the last segment about the body shifting and how important it is to connect with the body, it, I thought it was a perfect um, segue to this little girl. She came in miserable, wanted to kill herself, was like distraught, so distraught, only in first grade, but having very intense feelings because she felt her brain had rotted over the summer. And I asked her to draw what looked what was happening. So I would see, and you could see the black spots where spelling was and where math was, and it was looked awful. So what we did was very quickly there was a shift because we had her do her balloon breathing, go to her special place, and then wash out her brain with white light or foam or Ajax or Mr. Clean, whatever she wanted to use to sparkle it up clean off all that darkness and get those brain cells like dancing and regular to learn easily. And when she did that, there was like a shift in her body. She opened up, her shoulders opened up. And what she saw now was a beautiful flower. And that was like the after picture from riding brain to beautiful flower. And what was beautiful is that it happened very quickly. Yes, I knew her before, but in one session, by connecting with that imagery, it just shifted everything for her. And that helped me see how important the body connection is, which I do so much with the idea of where do you keep your feelings in your body and use color for healing with all those um, body feelings. So you start getting a language. And that comes in very handy when you bring up topics like divorce and bullying, because it it like punches them in the stomach. It's like a knife in the belly or in their heart. I'm thinking about one girl whose parents did not speak of it, but they were going to get divorced and her stomach was hurting. So a lot of kids get physical symptoms, either headaches or stomach aches, and they pick up the energy, we could call it the energy of the home, of what's going on. And for her, I asked her to go inside and to see what, what image could help that stomach ache. And she came up with a swirling rainbow of light. So as she breathed in the swirling rainbow, it kind of calmed her tummy. Well, you know, children do center so much of their stress and worries in their bellies. They're yeah. often getting nauseous, you know, and it's really interesting in my work with 
adults with imagery, I often do a very quick, lighthearted uh, imagery exercise where they get deeply relaxed and then I have them imagine their heart get off the bus. And then they have to listen to whatever messages it has for them. And it's astounding sometimes how some uh, people will have unbelievably involved anatomical detail of their heart. And with others, it's a a comic book character. You know, it looks like the Eminem um, dancers, you know, with little hands and feet. Um, But it's it's an amazing way of, of, of how fast when you really relax, use sensory images in your imagination, and you're in a higher right brain processing state, how fast and transformative these techniques can be. It, yes. you know, people think that it has to be weeks and months of practice. And of course, kids are naturals at this. Theoretically, they're naturals. Yeah. But not always. I meet kids at four that are shut down. So... That's a nice thing we like to think of, but it's not necessarily in my clinical population. Uh-huh. But when you saw, when you talked about the heart and describing it and what it has to say, that's one of my tools is connecting with your heart and belly because we know we have a brain and we have a mind brain, we have a belly brain, we have a heart brain. And so I have them put their hand over their heart center, your heart level center for their chest. And what does, what's your heart's message today? It could be about something specific or it just could be what's the message today and what's your belly tell you. And so it's very quick to do sometimes if you haven't been talking to your heart, it's shy. So you need to like hang in there and keep checking in with it. But just listen, what does your heart say? You know, one, even a four-year-old preschooler said his, his heart told him to share. And the funny thing is, yes, he's heard it from his parents or heard it from his teacher, but he was now integrating it, and he, the message was coming from inside him, which was so important. And usually the kids come up with really sweet you know, ideas and thoughts, and like, my heart tells me it's going to be okay. And in terms of divorce, which is, I mean, I, I'm, that's a specialty of mine. I did my research from USC on the long-term effects of divorce on kids, and most kids are practically 99% are not happy about a divorce, even if there's fighting in the home and it's been very unpleasant. But it's something that I found divorce is one stress. So it depends, it's whatever's going on. So if uh, other things don't change too much or if it's an amicable divorce, it's much easier on the kids than if it's a very angry, because then the stresses increase in many areas. Yes. And the stress is repetitive and patterned, so you're going to see more of that in the body and, um, you know, more entrenched in the child. Yes, and when I ask them about their feelings, I just have them scan their body. Go inside, pretend you're like a little, you could go in and be like a miniature you, or you could be um, floating, or you could be in a little bus or a little ship, scanning where do you keep different feelings, and does it have like your M&M guy, what, you know, where's your stress, what color is it, what shape is it, does it have a face or a character, and kind of help them see where all the feelings are, so someone who's very stressed from an impending divorce or going through a divorce, we could help them, and what we do is we use an anecdote, two, two like positive feelings to battle the negative feelings. 
<laughs> and it's fun, you know, because kids are into battle anyway. I mean, well, they are. I mean, you know, you know, good over evil, right. and um, you know, who's going to win? Sure. Yes. So we could have like one boy was an angry little boy. His parents were getting divorced and he was very upset. And so he had his anger in his belly. It was red hot. And then, so, okay, what are two opposite, you know, what's the, what's the opposite for you? And so some kids will know and tell me their opposites. And sometimes I'll suggest a few like calmness. So for him, calmness was blue in his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then, so we need a second one. So love was white in his heart. And so what I have him do is breathe in that calmness to the anger and notice what happens and then breathe calmness, the blue calmness throughout his whole body and notice what happens. And then bring in the love. And what happens when you breathe love into the anger and what happens when you breathe love throughout your whole body. And notice if there's a difference. I might even have them do like a little scorecard, zero to ten, how much stress are you having, you know, mm-hmm. nine. How much, how, how much love is around, too, you know? And so we're increasing the love and the calmness. And what this boy said was that the calmness kind of covered up over the anger, but the love exploded the anger and dissipated it. So that for him, the love was even more powerful. Wonderful. A love conquers all, as they say. <laughs> so how about, um, you know, we hear so often about how, how difficult and challenging it is for a child to feel bullied and isolated or overwhelmed by it, um, so that sometimes they don't engage other people to help them through it. How have you brought in imagery in your work with kids who are um, trying to cope with bullying or recover from a bullying incident? I've been fortunate to work with both sides, the person that's been bullied and the bully, you know, the person that does the bullying. And um, it's, I'll ask them their story and, of course, you know, understand what's happening. I'll ask them even a picture like what's happening now, either scribble it or draw it and how they'd like it to be. So one of the things that happens with bullies, with people who bully, is they pick the weak link. You know, they pick the kid that's sweet and sensitive, that might not stand up for himself or herself. And so part of the treatment and part of the healing for that child is to be able to speak up. I, I think I mentioned like a shy girl having a speak up necklace. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of idea. Why can you speak up? Also, we want to heal all those parts that have been hurt. And we could do that with color in their imagery. That's very helpful. Yes, I love the way you bring in drawing, which is so helpful to children. Um, using yet that other medium um, so that they can continue to interact with the drawing, not just draw something out. Yes, yes. And in fact, it's funny, I was um, speaking with a mom recently, and at the, her little child had uh, some pictures he had drew and wrote, drawing makes me feel better. And he has that in his room up. So, you know, he has the drawing and he has written on it, drawing makes me feel better because it's cathartic and it's a release. And sometimes the drawings are very primitive and sometimes kids feel they don't draw well. You know, I don't draw well either, but um, it's okay. It's just for us. So sometimes they'll just scribble out their feelings. Like there's so much 
anger and sadness and they'll just pick colors i have like all the markers in the world in my office like every kind of marker oil pastel paint whatever but i also have a dragon um puppet all the animals in my office work kind of like in toy story they all have a purpose and so they might scribble out their sad feelings and their hurt feelings that could be very very intense and then they crumble it up and they feed it to the dragon, and the dragon eats it over the course of a week. Now, you might think it's only good for very young children, but let me tell you, the older kids really like that too because it's the ritual of it. It's getting those feelings out, and then there might be, is there any more? And then we'll take another paper and scribble it out. And so I'm thinking about one girl who was bullied, and she – she first had a lot of anger coming out, and then over a few weeks, it turned to sadness coming out because under the anger was the sadness. And I always look for what's the anger is like a secondary emotion, and what's under it. And if kids can become aware of what's under, they're more they're more able to express what's under and more able to use words rather than acting out or getting sick or getting stomach aches or headaches. All very wonderful, helpful techniques. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Resnick's tools, visit her website, www.imageryforkids. If you'd like to purchase her book, The Power of Your Child's Imagination, it's available on Amazon.com. And for our listeners today, Dr. Resnick offers a free gift, a wonderful, heart-centered, heart-opening meditation for the whole family to enjoy. This magical heart meditation comes from her CD, The Cave of Great Wisdom. You can access this at imageryforkids.com. And in our next segment, Dr. Resnick will return to ways she incorporates imagery to, con- to cope with difficult challenges of childhood. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imageryworkcom To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The future of online TV is here. 
you exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. That's Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back to Imagine That. My guest today is Dr. Charlotte Resnick, a child psychologist in California who's written a bestseller, The Power of Your Child's Imagination. Dr. Resnick has shared her techniques with audiences throughout the world, including parents, psychologists, and health practitioners, teacher groups, and other professionals. In the prior segments of our show today, she has shared with us how she has worked with parents and kids to use playful imagery techniques to help children cope with common anxieties and challenges of childhood, and even particularly stressful events, such as parental divorce or bullying. In our final segment today, I'd like to review research that supports imagery work with kids and some of your helpful tips for parents. But before we do, Dr. Resnick, your book is such a central guiding place for learning about the power of imagery in working with kids. And I imagine you've been doing work for years before you wrote the book. So tell us, what was your goal when you decided to write this particular book? Thank you, Dr. Franco. You know, you're right. I was, I was 20 years of working with children, uh, practicing and developing these tools before writing the book. And my purpose was to reach as many families and parents and professionals to reach the children as I possibly could so that kids could have access to help themselves be happier and healthier in all these different areas. And um, I, I wrote the book because I had to write the book. It was like necessary. I can believe that. I can understand that. I'm more of a visual person. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so the words um, are simple and easy to understand. And I tried to set it up so it would be fun uh, to read and fun to do and make it easy for any parent or any professional to incorporate these simple tools into their work with children and teenagers. Even though the book publisher had to limit the story ages down under teenagehood, it works for teenagehood and frankly adulthood. You just change the language depending on who you're working with. I imagine you have adults that uh, end up piggybacking off their children's experiences and start, you know, practicing and teasing out using a little guided imagery themselves. Yes. In fact, one mom shared recently, it was so helpful for her son, and then she had a health issue come up, and she started using it for herself. Or many times, I just have the family, the parents practice with the kids so that everyone's learning along the way, because it's so adaptable to whatever situation comes up in terms of anxiety, stress, worry, which is pretty much life, right? Right. But it's such a wonderful way to teach a family value of, you know, I I often, when I do workshops around the country, one of my first 
questions is who taught you how to relax? And usually what I hear is a long silence. And then someone says, no one. one. So it's, it's wonderful when, even if the family is doing it along with you or just uh, encouraging you, it becomes a family value. You know, it's a life skill. Yes, it does. And sometimes, um, uh, people don't never relax. They only relax by falling asleep. So sometimes if they're listening to a guided me- imagery or a guided meditation, they fall asleep because they're not used to relaxing deeply without falling asleep. So that's, it just takes a little time and they kind of learn it, but it was, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Also, I, I want to note that not everyone imagines. They don't really have to see it. They can't, don't have to see their special place. Sometimes people just feel it. Or one dad in a workshop I was doing said he hears music. So if he thinks of love, he doesn't see a picture of her. If he thinks of a happy place, he hears the the opera or the concerto or some powerful music that shows his feelings. Yes. And as I was saying earlier, sometimes imagery has been referred to as visualization and you know, majority of Americans are primary visual processors, but when you're really using your senses and your imagination, it really can evoke multiple sensory states. You can be highly kinesthetic and it becomes an experience. It's a lived state in the body as a lived experience. So I think it's just so powerful that way. Dr. Resnick, um, you know, what are some of your tips for parents because you know we live in an age of constant worry and anxiety the first thing i would say is trust your own intuition um don't second guess yourself when you're centered and when you're practicing your own balloon breath and you connect with your own heart i think you'll see that you are very wise inside and to trust that Lovely. So if parents would like to learn more or teachers or people who work with children, um, they can go to your website, www.imageryforkids.com. And you were um, very generous to offer a free gift to our listeners, a wonderful heart-centered, heart-opening meditation um, that comes from your CD called The Cave of Great Wisdom for Parental Support. So when people download this free gift, I understand they can access your newsletter, your 10 tips uh, for parents that's written by kids, and also learn of some of the upcoming events where you'll be speaking to the public or abroad. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the top 10 is like top 10 things kids want parents to know. So that's really fun because it's always good to add to your repertoire of what, oh, I guess I should be listening a little more or understanding without fixing it. Um, and um, yes, they'll, they'll have access to my newsletter and then uh, all the events coming up. And if anyone wants to join us, we're probably going to Copenhagen next June, in June 2020. Wonderful. And, uh, lots of, and I'm happy to come wherever you are. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. training because that's so necessary and so much fun for everyone. Well, Dr. Resnick, the time has just flown. I can't believe we're done with our interview. I could go on and on, but I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Imagine That and the power of really exploring your child's imagination. Again, thank you. And again, if you'd like to purchase Dr. Resnick's book, you can 
Purchase the Power of Your Child's Imagination at Amazon.com. Thank you for listening to Imagine That. My guest next week will be Marianne Mitchell, an accomplished abstract artist who teaches non-artists and medical residents to connect to their intuitive capacities along with their intellectual and emotional capacities to develop a more integrative experience of painting and self-expansiveness. Einstein also said, imagination is more important than knowledge. Imagine that. Join me next week on Imagine That. Thank you again, Dr. Resnick. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to your future programs and staying in touch with all the wonderful work that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking a deeper look into your imagination with Dr. Miriam Franco. Please join us for another episode of Imagine That next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tap into your imagination this week.